That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Thank you so much, Rachel. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 12, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 479 of the Biden-Harris administration, 177 days until the 22 midterms. I am on Instagram, fun stuff on Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. Twitter, it's Bob Seska underscore go. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. Yes, 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 everyone's here today. Jody Hamilton, Spicy Jody from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also on the Stephanie Miller show every Tuesday, stephaniemiller.com. And David T Rex Ferguson. His band is called Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Get downloading and listening. Turn it up loud. All right. Welcome, Goth Ninjas. Lots to talk about today. But right here at the top of the show, uh, we have some breaking news. Matt Schlapp's dishwasher is broken, and it's Joe Biden's fault. Why is the audience clapping for that? Oh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. You're going to have to make this connection for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me read it. just not threading the needle here. Yeah, well, we all know Matt Schlapp. He's the American conservative union guy. Also, the sound that a pork chop makes when it lands on your linoleum floor. I think Simon Owens made that joke on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Match Lab tweeted, this is our breaking news, our dishwasher broke yesterday. <gasps> no! Gasp! I was informed that a replacement will take over a year. I barely remember the Carter years. Okay. No one will ever forget mm-hmm. the Biden years. A year to wait on a common appliance. Socialists have made building things in America a green nightmare. That is Matt Schlapp's breaking news. His dishwasher is broken. And you know what? It was hilarious when this this actually came down yesterday. And the first thing I did. I'm not so good with <laughs> word things. Exactly. I tweeted this at them. I said, go to the nearest big box retail website, type dishwasher in the search field, pick one. It'll be at your house by Monday. Do you need any more childishly simple domestic problems solved, dummy, Matt? The cognitive dissonance has got to be hard for someone who's so deep in the closet. Uh. <laughs> Bless his heart. I mean, no, nobody in Washington gives me gayer vibes yeah. than fucking Match Lab, except maybe Rich Grinnell. <laughs> but, like, they just— I think I he mean, is gay. I think Rich Grinnell is gay. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that was the joke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All, all right. right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right. Sorry. Let me, okay, let me just rephrase it. Nobody in Washington gives me gayer vibes except Madison fucking Cawthorn. There you go. <laughs> it's all made up so he can bash Joe Biden and supply chain and inflation and, oh, my God, well, socialists and Green New Deal. Ah. Well, the thing, what I find funny was I believe it was Mark Meadows had the audacity to say the truth that Joe Biden wants to help bring down the prices of goods coming from China. Oh. And that's a bad thing. Okay. Well, maybe. <sighs> I have no Look, idea. Match slap, if you're listening, although I know you're not, because no. you're probably in a bondage sling somewhere. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you, no matter what happens, unless you're an amputee, you've got two dishwashers in your house, one at the end of each of your arms, the left one and the right one. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, but seriously, it's just you go to a, a website, you, you pick out your goddamn yeah. dishwasher. It's there in a few days, but it doesn't matter because it's more important for Matt Schlapp to uh, bash Joe Biden, to make up shit, to attack Joe Biden with. But the crisis <laughs> continues. It reminds me of when Obama was trying to dip the cookie in the milk and it was too big for the glass oh, yeah, and he rolled yeah. his eyes and said, thanks, Obama. Yeah, that's yeah. I, it's, it's starting. It should start. Thanks, Biden. Or thanks, yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's already started. I'm not sure if they've already done the thanks, Brandon thing. But uh, meantime, uh, speaking of China, Trump wondered, <laughs> this is an amazing thing regarding- China. Trump wondered if China was attacking us with something called a hurricane gun. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this. It's like the Peter Gunn theme, you know, the hurricane gun. Yeah, or it's like the villain in a Sylvester Stallone boxing movie, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. Rocky's going up against hurricane gun. It's Rocky versus hurricane gun. Wasn't there? There was a, a character in a Rocky movie with the last name Gun, wasn't there? There had to have been. Yeah. If it wasn't, it was in Rambo. You okay. know? <laughs> Regardless. Peter Gunn, there's, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of guns. Trump was apparently asking his staffers whether or not China was attacking us with a, a hurricane gun. Near the beginning of the, Donald Trump's time in office, this is according to Rolling Stone, the then president had a pressing question for his national security aides and administration officials. Does China have the secret technology, a weapon even, to create large man-made hurricanes and then launch them at the United States? And if so, would this constitute an act of war by a foreign power? And could the U.S. retaliate militarily? Then President Trump repeatedly <laughs> asked about this, according to two uh, wait, senior... Wait, 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 wait. So he thinks that, like, you know, Xi Jinping... What is his name? What's the president Chinese president? President Xi. President Xi. Yeah. President Xi is over there, like Elmer Fudd, like, North winds blow! West winds blow! Hurricanes! <laughs> and then somehow makes them come around through Puerto Rico and the Caribbean and strike us in the Louisiana and Florida coast. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, what the fuck With would a- hurricane gun. A, a hurricane gun. This makes me think of Alex Jones and his weather weapons. Yeah. I'm sure that's where Trump got the yeah. weather weapon yeah. idea. Yeah, well, there was like a super tornado that attacked this Oklahoma town, right? And Alex Jones was on a show asking him, uh, you know, there are tiny airplanes and helicopters moving the, <laughs> moving the hurricane toward the town. Is this Barack Obama's weather weapons? Is that what we're talking about here? And then what you want to get is you want to get your vinegar spritzer to dissipate the chemtrails in the sky over the helicopters and tiny airplanes. 
but the hurricane gun is a whole new dimension to this utter fucking madness. Donald Trump, in all seriousness, Donald Trump believing that there are hurricane guns to me validates the stories that we heard during his presidency about what nuking hurricanes. You thought maybe we could nuke hurricanes to dissipate he's them. Seven before. years old. Right. Yeah, he is seven years old. That's exactly right. He's seven years old. That's where his intellect is. Uh-huh. Look, I know it's impossible to square that with the fact that he was able to pull off this massive con against the United States, obviously with the help of many, including Russia, but he was still able to pull it off to the point where he became president. So there is something rattling around up there besides just a bag full of monkeys. It's just like lizard brain, though. It's just yeah. like conquer, kill, survive, defeat. You know? And yeah. Just, I mean, I will never be convinced that he is anything beyond a 12-year-old or a 7-year-old in his, in his mind. I mean, just uh, yeah. the questions he asks, the, thing, the lies he tells, mm-hmm. and the doctors. You know, they said, yeah, you're a natural at this. Maybe you should have been. You know, you're just like, I'm so smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Well, you know, the other story this confirms is the fact that uh, he wanted to buy Greenland. Greenland is a strategic place. And they got a lot of valuable minerals. minerals. I'm predicting an outcome. I'm just saying the president, who knows a thing or two about buying real estate, wants to take a look. Low interest rates, no inflation, virtually no inflation, Chuck Todd. So I actually think it's a pretty good story. And again, let me echo my theme. Let's not be afraid of some optimism. (laughs) I always like to point out the fact that he's not on Meet the Press, but still he refers to the host as Chuck Todd. And he can't even say Chuck Todd. He says Chuck (laughs) Todd. Right. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd. It's like a character from Lord of the Rings. Bilbo has just met up with Chata, and they're going to Mordor. (laughs) It was almost too stupid for words, said a former Trump official immediately familiar with the then-sitting president's inquiry about hurricane guns. Quote, I did not get the sense he was joking at all. Because Donald Trump doesn't fucking joke. You know what his idea is? No, he has no sense of humor. No, he absolutely doesn't have any sense of humor whatsoever. His idea of a joke is to say, oh, the windmills sound like this. <laughs> and then he goes, bing, bing, bong, bong, bing. That's, his, that's like as close as he gets to an actual uh, uh, joke. The sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity tell Rolling Stone that Trump began interrogating national security officials. Oh, good. We're <laughs> occupying their time with this bullshit. And other staffers <laughs> about the alleged weapon during his first year of his presidency. And his question would pop up sporadically until at least 2018. So two years from the word go until two years later, he's talking about hurricane guns sent from China. China! In certain circles within the upper ranks of Trump land, the then leader of the free world's query became such a mockable occurrence that it became known among some as the hurricane gun thing. And it's so funny how now, how far since we're more than a year out from the Trump presidency, right? Maybe a year and a half at this point. And we're just now hearing about hurricane guns. We're just now hearing about shooting protesters in the legs. We're just now hearing about uh, 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 bombing Mexico. (laughs) We're just now hearing from Steve Schmidt that apparently the Russians were ensconced in the John McCain McCain era Republican Party. Yep. My God. You know, a lot of people are cheering on Steve Schmidt. I'm fucking infuriated. I'm mad, too. Fuck him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I've defended the Lincoln Project guys in the past, but when it comes to this, sitting on the Russia connection to the Republican Party for this long, knowing everything that we had been going through as a nation in the past six years over Russia specifically and its connection to the Republican Party, only now we're finding this out? What if Meghan McCain had never called Steve Schmidt a pedophile on Twitter? Would we still, would we know about this at all? Would we go another six years without knowing about it? Jesus, Mm. Steve. And and now uh, it's just it's way too late. That's a bit I was of a- just reading that like a big Tory donor too turned out to be a Russian asset in the UK. Like I mean, they're oh, funding yeah. these like far- nationalist far right parties mm-hmm. and driving them further to the right all over the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. And we knew this. I mean, this is something that we have understood for some time now. But it would have been helpful to know from someone like Steve Schmidt, who's got a reputation, who was an insider on the McCain campaign in 2008, ran the goddamn thing. You know, also said that yeah. Sarah Palin was a suggestion from Russia. Russia was all on board. Putin was all mm. on board with Sarah Palin. I think he even made a mention of going back to 96 in the Bob Dole campaign. So the Republican Party is entirely owned by Moscow. I mean, I think we can make that pretty uh, goddamn rock solid at this point, as far as a claim goes, as far as an insinuation, an allegation. It's just all about uh, Putin. It's all about that Russian cash, the oligarch cash. I mean, he was linking McCain to the usual suspects, Yanukovych, who was the Putin puppet in Ukraine for for years there. And he also linked uh, McCain to Oleg Deripaska. In fact, I think uh, John McCain celebrated his 70th birthday on Deripaska's fucking yacht. This is according to Steve Schmidt, who was John yeah, McCain's no, right hand man. It yeah. just hearing it out loud makes it just yeah. renews the horror. Yeah, it's just nauseating. It's absolutely nauseating. You know, we joke about this shit about hurricane guns and and you know uh, buying Greenland and all this shit. Well, it's <laughs> it's window dressing on top of the real story here, which is just it's the Democratic Party and it's the Vladimir Putin Party. Make no fucking mistake. And if watching Tucker Carlson's show wasn't confirmation enough of that fact, Tucker Carlson, once again last night, bashing all of the Republicans who voted for the $40 billion in aid to Ukraine, the latest round, the latest tranche, as they say, of aid to uh, the war effort there. Tucker Carlson was all over it. So, uh, look at these turns. Uh, Elise Stefanik and, oh, my God, Kevin McCarthy, all these guys supporting aid to Ukraine. How dare they? Tucker Carlson, this is the main guy on Fox News Channel going full Vladimir Putin. I guess the coast is clear now for him. He pretended to be okay with everything going on. You know, like, okay, yeah, we're doing sanctions and we're sending some aid to Ukraine. I guess we have to support this now because it's the hot thing. You know, it's the hot trend. Everyone's talking about it. But, you know, once, you know, everything dies down a little bit, I can go back to supporting Vladimir Putin in Russia. Yep, That's what Tucker Carlson's doing. Jesus. But the good news is, we, and we do actually have some good news today uh, coming oh, from, the New York, from the New York Times. Uh, those of you who are interested in accountability, justice coming for Donald Trump, the Justice Department has now impaneled a grand jury investigating Trump's handling of classified material. This all has to do Yay! with the... Yeah, this has to do with the document theft of the 15 boxes of documents that contained uh, highly classified information. Federal prosecutors have begun a grand jury investigation into whether classified White House documents that ended up at uh, Donald Trump's Florida home were mishandled, according to two people briefed on the matter. 
two sources. The intensifying inquiry suggests that the Justice Department is examining the role of Mr. Trump and other officials in his White House in their handling of sensitive materials during the final stages of his administration. So is this going beyond the document? This sounds like it's going beyond the document theft. In recent days, the Justice Department has taken a series of steps showing that its investigation uh, has progressed beyond the preliminary stages. Prosecutors issued a subpoena to the National Archives and Record Administration to attain the boxes of, uh, of documents, according to the two people, the uh, sources for this article, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, blah, blah, blah. The authorities have also made interview requests to people who worked in the White House in the final days of Mr. Trump's presidency, according to one of the people. The investigation is focused on the discovery by the National Archives in January that at the end of Mr. Trump's term, he uh, had taken to his home at Mar-a-Lago 15 boxes from the White House that contained government documents, mementos, gifts, and letters, all of which he was not supposed to take. (laughs) I pitched this as good news, but here's the dark side of this story. We're hearing about this grand jury investigation, aren't we? Launched by the Justice Department from something that happened in January. Well, we're uh, a year out plus six months from January 2021 when the insurrection took place and still no word of a grand jury investigation into Trump regarding that. Sure, there are lots of other prosecutions that could lead up to that. And obviously there have been hundreds of participants in that insurrection who have been indicted, convicted, and so on. And Merrick Garland has hinted that they're building toward the big cheese. But we haven't heard a goddamn thing (laughs) about any specific investigation into Donald Trump. Yet we've heard about this one that is only now, what, five five and a half months out from when it actually was discovered. We might be hearing about this one because this is so much, as much as we believe the January 6th insurrection and what Donald Trump's responsibility was yeah. is um, that is a more difficult thing. Whereas he mm-hmm. took classified shit out of the fucking white house. Yeah. It's I guess like the right. Georgia mm-hmm. phone call. You know, it's like, dude, this is kind of easy mm-hmm. to go. Hey, you're not supposed to do that. That is blatantly against the law. Therefore, this is a much easier case to bring yeah. with it being direct evidence versus circumstantial versus innuendo versus code names. You know, I mean, he literally took fucking boxes and put them in Mar-a-Lago. That's illegal. End of statement. So I think this is why we might be hearing about it because MAGA folks can't get that pissed about it because mm-hmm. it's it's been it's obvious. Yeah. That's- so the the other things I think are more ethereal and have to be more tightly proven, unfortunately. Yeah, that's you know what? That's a fucking excellent point. Uh, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. This is cut and dry. This did not involve a series of hundreds of people. This right. did, did not involve the Republican establishment. This didn't involve, uh, you know, potential bombing. You know, we still have right. this giant question mark as to who was leaving those mysterious... Uh, Marjorie! Marjorie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the theory, certainly, and wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't shock me either. But, uh, yeah, so this is encouraging that we, you can add to your list where we've lost Alvin Bragg, that's for sure, but we've gained this particular one. There are lots of other things that Donald Trump could be investigated about, but I guess we have to be satisfied with uh, what's on the list. I don't think we're going back to anything earlier than 
God, I don't think we're going back to anything earlier than the second impeachment. You know, because the Ukraine thing is prosecutable. The Ukraine quid pro quo, despite the fact that he was, quote unquote, acquitted in the Senate, there's still Justice Department uh, measures that you can take, uh, certainly an OLC memo that says it's okay to investigate someone, a, a former president, who was impeached and then acquitted in the Senate. So you can still investigate them on those charges. And this, in this case, Donald Trump with that uh, Ukraine quid pro quo, the subject of the first impeachment. But we, we're not going back that far. I haven't heard anything about that. So it's just this and insurrection and uh, election fraud. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to uh, 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 just accept that, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So meantime... I would like to point out one news story. Sure. That... To me, is another clue that he's not actually going to run in 2024 is that the, the Trump Hotel is closed in D.C. Yep. Oh, yeah. How about yeah, it's that? Gone. That was fun to watch. And yeah. that was like a huge source of revenue mm-hmm. for him. I mean, he had so many foreign dignitaries staying there at the inflated rates, and it was like just a, a, a you know, you might as well just print your own money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and if that's not there, I don't. I mean, like, I, it, when the grifts are over, mm-hmm. Trump like flakes off like cheap gold paint. Well, uh, I know Jody and I are watching. Uh, I should say Jody and I like we're an old married couple. Together, yeah, we're an old married we're watching couple. Watching it together, uh, yes. We, Kimberly and Lonnie are watching something else. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, actually, they're watching Real Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> She does watch. So, yeah, so Kimberly and I, and also separately Jody, are all watching Gaslit on Stars, yeah. which is the Julia Roberts uh-huh. uh, uh, miniseries about Watergate and Martha Mitchell and yeah, what God happened to her. her. Holy shit, the latest episode being held against her will. Sorry, spoiler. Yeah. That, was, wow. that actually happened. That, I did. mean, it may have been dramatized a little bit for the point of the miniseries. But it really happened. I mean, no, John she Mitchell. She was held against her will for a while. I mean, this is this is just the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. And they were really bad people. Yeah. We don't yeah. have to, like, equivocate about that. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump was horrible, and it does, but it doesn't make, like, the Bushes and the Nixons and the Rumsfelds and all, Cheney's, any of them, any less horrible. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, um, and I asked you, I'm like, does a guy playing Liddy remind you of Liddy? Because that guy is great, that actor. <laughs> he, you know what? He really, really looks and acts like... Gordon Liddy, who I wow. I knew for a short period of time when I worked at WJFK with Buzz uh, on the Don and Mike show. And so uh, Liddy used to do the midday show at WJFK. So uh, we used to bump into each other all the time. His nickname for me was High Pockets because I'm tall. Hi. And we had a, we had a, we bumped heads. Take that David Letterman picture down. Yes, that's exactly, that's the story. There's a picture of David Letterman up on the wall of Buzz's newsroom. And one day Liddy comes in and, and insists that I take down the picture because he could see it out of his peripheral vision through the plate glass window that separated the two studios. And I refused to take it down because it wasn't my goddamn picture. I didn't want to take it down and then go to Buzz and then Don and Mike and say, oh yeah, I took that picture down because Gordon Liddy, your rival, asked me to. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have to ask Buzz if he'll take it down because it's his picture, Mr. Liddy. The fact is, just to answer your question, Jody, the performance by Shea Wiggum in Gaslit as G. Gordon Liddy is spot on, except for the voice a little bit. The voice is the voice is close. Like Liddy could speak in that low kind of voice, that low kind of whispery uh-huh. voice, but his voice was in real life was much more nasally. It was much more kind of like, oh. yeah. 
That's me exaggerating his voice, but that's kind of, when I think of Gordon Liddy, I just think of him reacting to me saying, no, I'm not going to take down that Letterman picture, and him going, almost like the the penguin, penguin. Burgess Meredith is the penguin. (laughs) 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 Kind of like that. But the upshot here, what I'm getting at here, is the whole Watergate thing was exactly what uh, is described in All the President's Men. Some not very bright guys, and things got out of hand. <laughs> they were the not. The whole tape on the door thing was just funny. Oh yeah, yeah, and I love how they emphasize that in the latest episode. You fucking oh, yeah, idiot, t- talking about McCord putting the tape uh-huh. on the on the door at the Watergate so they can get in and out, and he put the tape on horizontally so you can see it when the door is closed instead of doing it vertically so that it holds the uh, the plunger right. or whatever that part of the the doorknob right. in. Uh, yeah, so not very smart guys. Liddy, Liddy was apparently quite intelligent, and I got the impression that he was smart. He was fucking deranged. He was okay. demented at the highest <laughs> levels. Like, one of the things I always think of about Gordon Liddy, on top of my interactions with him, and one of these days I'll tell the story about how I watched him slip on some ice and fall on his head, which was hilarious. <laughs> But uh, he was just Which utterly... Is like all conservative, quote-unquote, intellectuals. It's like they're smart enough to get to a certain point in the reasoning, and then everything breaks down for ideology. Yeah, yeah. They lived in a world of make-believe. And in a strange way, it's kind of good that they actually did some of these things and went way beyond, went to extremist levels with the whole plan, especially Liddy's Operation Gemstone. It was so hilariously over the top. The overreach was off the charts. So naturally, they were going to get caught because, again, they're not very smart. They made some key errors. But at the end of the day, the fact that they got caught and there was this amazing reporting from Woodward and Bernstein, an investigation revealing all of this shit, uh, was so beneficial to the United States because we ended up with a series of reforms that happened in the wake of it, which I hope will happen in the aftermath of the Trump administration, but I'm not necessarily holding my breath for now, as I said, uh, almost a year and a half out, and there really hasn't been any legislation to, I mean, there's the 1-6 committee, but there hasn't really been any other legislation to roll back or to codify some rules against the laws against the uh, abuses of the Trump years. So uh, we're not learning that lesson that we learned in the 70s, that's for sure. Even when they try to do anything like simple, like establish an, uh, you know, a congressional committee on misinformation or like a yeah. division of Homeland Security, they're just like, this is targeting me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, well. And it's like, you guys know about Absolutely Fabulous, the TV series? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, God, of course. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Okay, so that character is based on a real actual person who lives in London. Uh-huh. And when it came out, she was apparently outraged and was like, I'll sue. And her people were like, honey, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like you go before the world and you go, that terrible person is me and I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. so like when the, when we try to establish just like a committee against misinformation mm-hmm. and like Laura Ingram and all those people start squawking and screaming, it's just like you guys are. Ugh. Yeah, n- nothing you know? ever like, nothing ever looks guilty anymore. That's the thing that I've been stressing about. Like they're making yeah. it so obvious what they're doing to the point where in past years and past eras. 
they wouldn't have made these same stupid mistakes. They wouldn't have called attention. Donald Trump is calling attention to his fuck ups all the time. And you're like, why is he? So, That's why is the he? Thing I find so baffling. Yeah. Why is anyone he? Anyone needs to have a grand jury because yeah. he did it right there in the camera. Exactly. Like, like shirking the subpoenas and so on just makes them look guilty, but that's no longer a thing, is it, anymore? The appearance of guilt. We no longer uh, lay that out as an observation. Oh, Democrats. Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, with the disinformation. Hollywood elites or whatever, but for them, it's just like Matt Gaetz is still out there running around in his tight suits like (laughs) a fucking bobblehead doll (laughs) on a golf tee. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, DHS launching this disinformation bureau or whatever they're calling it. This is strictly about uh, Russia. This is about containing right. Russian disinformation flooding the zone into the United States and you know, Can't negatively. Can't have that, Bob. Yeah. Can't have that, Bob. Can't that's, have that. That's exactly right. Ron Johnson would like a word. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Marge. But the fact that they're objecting to that indicates, oh, yeah, right, they are, again, underscoring the fact that the Republican Party is the Putin party. God, I hope that becomes a thing. I hope that sticks to the wall one of these days. And that should tell you everything you need to know, and yet somehow it doesn't. I know, I know. (laughs) And that's what just makes me want to go beat my head against a cinder block wall. Yeah, how do they Um, keep walking between the raindrops, you know what I mean? That's... Well, it's because they're fucking fucked up dysfunctional media. Yeah. The people who will just not call a lie a lie or right. not call a racist a racist. Mm-hmm. They figured people out. They were all mad because Kareem Jean-Pierre, the new press secretary, called Fox News racist. Yeah. And people were like, oh, we, need some, we need another press secretary. She can't say that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Tucker Carlson is like cutting out lines of pure 100% pharmaceutical grade white nationalism mm-hmm. on the mirror for his audience to snort. And we're supposed to not call it racist? Yeah, yeah. Just Well, that's just the Republicans have figured out. And to a certain extent, I think the Russians have figured out as well that the mainstream press in this country will not cover things up to a certain point. Beyond a certain point, I should say. It's like some of the shit that Donald Trump has said, some of the shit that Republicans have said, Mitch McConnell, Republican leadership, uh, it just doesn't get covered because I think the press considers that to be the baseline. Like, okay, well, this is what they do. I mean, it's not news because they always say shit like this. So we're just not really going to give it all the attention. Plus, it doesn't seem as serious to, you know, really make a big stink over Donald Trump thinking that China is uh, attacking us with a hurricane gun. You know what I mean? But so we should be. Yeah, we I mean, should that be. That should be like that should be headline front forward. Like this person is not, never has been, and never will be fucking qualified to own to run anything more important than yes. like an office yes. supply firm. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. God, that's such a great point. That's such a great point. You know, we get he needs lost. To be rubbed in deep to people. Like yeah. he is a fucking idiot who is delusional and mm-hmm. out of touch with reality, and it is not safe to have him anywhere near the levers of power. Imagine if uh, 30 years ago, George H.W. Bush said, ah, you know what? China's attacking us with a hurricane gun. I swear to God, the press would have, the the hook would have come out like an old vaudeville routine and yanked him right off the stage. But with Donald Trump, if he does it enough, they're like, oh, there he goes again. Boys will be boys. You know, that's... Oh, Dennis the Menace, that kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's so goddamn frustrating. Okay. 
All right. Well, we're going to get into uh, more about the Dobbs decision and uh, the fact that the Republicans are back on the... And this is not getting a whole lot of coverage in the mainstream press, of course, but it's fucking deranged. Again, if you flood the zone with this madness, Mm -hmm. the press will just say, bah, it's all the same. It's all just the noise, and we're looking for the signal, or whatever Steve Bannon's stupid uh, analogy is. But uh, we'll get into all that. They're talking about infanticide, murdering babies. Democrats are murdering babies after they've been born, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to talk about that and more uh, coming up here in just a second. And I'm not into betting. I'm not into wagering. I'm not into going uh, to casinos. But if I were forced to wager, I would wager you're paying about 20% interest on your credit card debt. I'm just saying, just based on my experience, based on what I know, probably around 20%, maybe closer to 19% APR. And if you're also making minimum payments every month, it's going to take you years and years to pay off that debt. So why not spare yourself the ongoing nightmare and stress? Just go ahead and refinance your cards into a super low interest rate. And here's exactly how you can do that. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR. 4.98% with auto pay and excellent credit. That means if you sign up for auto pay where the uh, payments automatically withdraw from your account, and if you have excellent credit, uh, your APR can be super duper low. That's way lower, by the way, than most credit cards. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. And when you apply, you might even get your money in your bank account the same day. That's fast. And just for my listeners right now, apply now, get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! Don't say Forever, don't wreck our home. We say you 
my friend Richard Turgeon. Brand new single called Take Me Back. Oh, please take me back. So polite. I was going with a direct order. must have done something real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. RichardTurgeon.bandcamp.com. Link in the description, as always. Along with all the other indie bands. You know where to find the links, right? Get downloading. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show, your music to the show. We'd love to include you in our rotation. Okay. This song is what my library books sing to me. <laughs> yeah, Look, I can't, yeah. I can't pay your ransom yet, baby. <laughs> I know. Holy shit. Okay, let's see. Where do we leave off here? Yeah, let's talk about uh, the latest with this uh, atrocity happening with the Supreme Court and uh, the red states banning abortion, criminalizing abortion. If you haven't listened to my interview show from yesterday with the great Dr. Leah Torres, Please do avail yourselves of that show. She has so much insight into this issue because she is one of the people who's literally on the front lines of all of this. The front of the front line. I mean, she's like the advance guard in all of this because she's an OBGYN. She provides abortion services and and she works out of Alabama. Alabama. She's in fucking Alabama. Where it's, uh, I think abortion has already been criminalized to an extent, and obviously it's a trigger law state, so it will be outright banned statewide in Alabama uh, as of the dropping of this uh, Dobbs decision. One of the things about these trigger laws, though, is that the states that have them, like mine, they have no means to enforce them. They have no, like plan in place or personnel yeah. or extra law enforcement to be like checking women at the border to make sure they're not leaving the state to get an abortion or whatever mm-hmm. the plan is. Yeah. Like we don't, I mean, it's like the kinds of like, you know, family and children's services people that I guess they think they're going to, I don't know who they think they're going to use to enforce this. Well, maybe uh, the, the, the bounty hunters? Already f- I just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just the the problem here is that they're more or less enlisting average citizens into being looky loos and bounty hunters. That's what they're and they're they're giving cash incentives for that. And I imagine in most of these trigger law states, especially the ones where there are no exceptions, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of people out for a quick buck to rat out their neighbors and their neighbors' children in some cases. I mean, we were talking on Tuesday's show about how some young girls uh, go through puberty age eight or nine. I mean, Rocky Mountain Mike's granddaughter started to go through puberty at age five. Oh my what? God! What kind of hormones was that child eating? She's well. She's got she's got a condition that that caused oh, okay. that. But it's happening, oh. and so yeah. Well, I mean, for eight and nine year olds, it's because of what we're eating. Yeah, it is getting earlier because of the food hormones in, in in food in yeah. cows and in chickens and in other things to make them be whatever we want to make because I don't eat them anymore, so I have no yeah. idea what we're supposed to eat. But with, with that stuff, but oh, yeah. I mean, th- we're we're shooting up chickens and and cows with hormones, and mm-hmm. that's affecting boys and girls, and they're going through puberty. It used to be thirteen. 12, yeah. maybe 11. Now it's eight, nine years old. That's too young. Uh, yeah. You get to eight, nine I years old. I had this awful moment, actually, 
Yeah. During one of the big foot, you know, my, the Georgia Bulldogs won the big football championship, and, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and the, unfortunately, <laughs> the parade route went right by the bakery that Saturday. <laughs> so it, you were aware was, of I, it. Yeah. It was a huge super spreader event, by the way. But in the bakery, nobody got sick because we have a mask rule, mm-hmm. but or had mm-hmm. a mask rule. But anyway, but I was looking at all these people, and I'm thinking. All these people look like the animals that we're supposed to eat. Like they're eating the yeah. stuff that's been fattened up on the hormones, <laughs> and now they have like big flanks and thighs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. you, you are, like, what I, you, you eat. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, we're f- big farm animals, yeah. you know. Like yeah. we're, we've been like, you know, eating these things to make the farm animals more delicious, and now we are like, you know, big chunks of white meat. Because oh yeah, well, I was thinking the irony yeah. of the fact that uh, girls at age eight, age, I guess age eight would be yeah. maybe the earliest for third graders, where yeah. in Florida in particular, uh, third grader, you know, is not allowed to hear about sexual identity. No, but she sure can get pregnant and have to k- carry that thing to term. Absolutely. Yep. That's the uh, insane, disgusting, devastating irony. And there are so many more uh, having to do with this. But let's let's talk about what happened yesterday. Senate Republicans and Joe Manchin blocked a bill to enshrine abortion rights into federal law, which would have guaranteed access nationwide, even if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Democrats needed 60 votes to take up the Women's Health Protection Act, which, by the way, was passed by the House back in February. Uh, But all 50 Republicans and Joe Manchin voted against proceeding to debate. Manchin's thing was... Horseshit. What he was saying yesterday was, oh, I just can't. Yeah, him. he was going on about how he would support codifying Roe into law, but he wouldn't support the Women's Health Protection Act. And you know, one of the reasons why there's already the demagoguery happening around this, where Republicans are going around saying that the Women's Health Protection Act would allow abortion up to the moment of birth and beyond. No. Yeah. A, A, no. It's, no. It's, it's, it's what it's what it does. The things that it adds just, that Roe doesn't. I see Joe Manchin. Wait, wait, sorry, wait. Go ahead, the things that it adds that Roe doesn't cover because these things weren't invented yet mm-hmm. are getting a medical abortion using pills. Yeah. Okay. So are you four eighty six? And right. then doing telemedicine. Yeah. Okay. So the FDA says, okay, you can log on, tell a a, a prescriber on your internet connection that mm-hmm. you are pregnant, show them your pregnancy test that says positive or whatever you have to do for that, and then they give you a prescription, and then you can go either fill it at your local pharmacy or get it through the mail. That's the main things that they added to it because there's a lot of bills that, okay, Roe's still legal, but you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do And trap yeah. laws also, I believe it covered trap laws oh, yeah. and other things like that that Roe couldn't have possibly thought of at the time because they didn't exist yet. So fuck Manchin, fuck every fucking Republican, and everybody remember who was fucking voting – Ohio, Texas, everywhere that everywhere you're fucking voting, fucking get rid of your fucking senator that's a fucking Republican and get a pro-choice goddamn Democrat in so that we can fucking codify Roe and get voting rights. There you go. F you. F you. F you. Right. Yeah. Lonnie just Ladies yelled. And gentlemen, Lonnie spicy just, Jody has no, Lonnie spicy just yelled at me. Lonnie yelled at me from the other room going, language. Language. <laughs> Stop the hammering. Right. <laughs> God. 
I just, you, I see totally, you're so right, Jody. And this little song starts to play in my head. It goes, I've got a red hot poker with your ass's name all over it. Yeah, it's yeah. just, oh, well, I just. The other thing about the Women's Health Protection Act is, no, you know, it doesn't allow abortions right up to the moment of birth. No. That would be fucking infanticide. It, yes, it, it codifies the, the the time of viability and that no abortions beyond that with the exception Casey of health. You know. it, just, it upholds Casey, which yes. codified yes. that. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So it's just excuse making from Manchin and Collins and Murkowski. But the fact of the matter is, even with them, even if they had voted for it, it wouldn't have passed because the filibuster threshold is 60 votes, for God's sake. So it's like, God, you're fucked that if you do. That shit has got to go. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. God. Well, because Again, it, I'm going to hope quietly to myself that this has given Democrats some some momentum mm-hmm. going into the yeah. midterms, yeah. yeah, and that voter apathy is a little less intense than it was because mm-hmm. I just oh, God. the disinformation campaign is thick right now. Here's Kaylee McEnany yeah. from uh, the Fox News program outnumbered the other day, talking about how you know the same shit that her boss used to talk about: ripping babies from the womb and murdering them in their cribs. That's literally what Donald Trump was saying for years and years and years. Murdering them in their cribs, that is murder. Yes, of course it is, and it's already against the law. Yeah. It's homicide. Here's Kaylee McEnany talking about uh, murdering babies in the 10th month. I never want to be like the Democrat Party, the party that today, where a majority of that party, a vast majority, are going to show up and vote for abortion in the final trimester, in the ninth month, in the 10th month, where a mom is literally giving birth. I never want to be that party, Nancy Pelosi. You want to talk about the strength of the Republican Party? You're going to find out all about it. Okay, I'm terrified. The 10th month? What is she, a fucking lemur? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. How did this person get through Harvard is what I want to know. I, I mean, know. I think we're going to need to make that movie and call it Illegally Blonde. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the thing is, 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 is what she's talking about is anyone that's having – has to terminate their pregnancy in the third trimester yeah. wants that fetus to live. They yes. don't want to do that. This is a very exactly. horrific, you, horrific decision that you have to make. And it's it's made because of medical reasons. And it's not because, oh, I woke up yesterday and I'm – I'm uh, 38 weeks pregnant. Gosh, I really want to have that abortion now. Right. You know, I just decided I we decorated the nursery, and I think I want a plant room instead. Got to flush. I the want baby. a puppy. Yeah, I want a it. puppy. Yeah, exactly. You now, yeah. if someone's getting an abortion in the third trimester, either they or the baby is very, in very flux. sick. Yeah, yes. there's something wrong. Yes. There's something fucking and, wrong in that point. And, and nobody joyfully approaches that decision. It's not like no, we're on the sidelines going, the flush that baby, flush that baby. You know, like, yeah. no, nobody loves this. They, no. want nobody that pregnancy wants... to, they want that pregnancy to succeed by that point in their pregnancy. They yeah. just do. Yeah. They're yeah. not They're not waiting around until, ooh, I'm 39 and a half weeks pregnant. We got, you know, we got three days to go. Let's mm-hmm. go. I mean, no, that doesn't happen. So you fucking piece of shit, Kelly. Right. Yeah. And Dr. Leo Torres yesterday on the show confirmed it, that it never fucking happens people don't have elect and they couldn't because it's unconstitutional per row and casey and it's illegal in uh, across the entire country unless there's a threat to the life of the mother or or some sort of catastrophic medical condition that we're dealing with i don't know yeah. In Kaylee's case, I would like to extend the abortion date to wherever. How old, how old is she? How many months is she along? 
She's what, 32, 33? I don't know, somewhere in there. Some of them are mid 30s. Yeah, yeah. That times 12. Well, I do yeah, know the. It's not uh, too late. We can still flush you down the pan. Right. Quick. Well, along those lines, the Sandy Hook kids were aborted in their 24th trimester. Thank you. By a guy with an AR 15. Just want to point that out. The, the whole we're going to murder babies in their cribs thing goes back to 2019 and uh, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, who was describing uh, a piece of legislation in which they were looking to make uh, a hospice care for newborns, palliative care for newborns, easier on the parents. There was a whole law in Virginia. And then Northam went and described it, maybe not in the best way, but however he described it, it allowed them to extrapolate into we're murdering babies in their cribs and we want that to be illegal. Northam was referring to, according to Reuters, third trimester abortions that are done in cases where there may be severe deformities. There may be a fetus that's non-viable, he said. If a mother is Again, in labor... somebody is very sick, the yes. mother or the child. Yeah, so, if, and, and if a mother is in labor, he said, I can tell you exactly what would happen. The infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. Right. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother, Northam stated. Northam's office then clarified that the then governor was describing the, quote, tragic and extremely rare case in which a woman with a non-viable pregnancy, the fetus is going to die one way or another, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Irrespective of the truth, and Trump and all of his disciples with these desperately sick minds grabbed that quote, bastardized it, and turned it into Democrats ripping babies from the womb and murdering them. In fact, at one point, Donald Trump said this. He went even further with the lie. He told his loyal disciples in the fall of 2019 at a rally, he said, quote, the governor of Virginia executed a baby. Remember that whole thing, he said. Sent the QAnon weirdos into complete yeah. frothing overdrive. Oh, yeah. But this is being resurrected again. This is the pushback that they're taking. This is where they go. And this is the territory where Democrats will not go, for better or worse. How do you combat this? How do you push back against this level of absolute fucking Rob Zombie horror movie fiction? I don't know. I don't know what you do. You tell the truth. You look at well, dead in the eye and say, that's garbage. Yeah, but how do you tell Nobody the truth? Nobody makes a cheerful decision to abort a baby in the third trimester. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. Well, it's this sort of shit, too, that I think makes a lot of liberals go, ah, oh, fuck it. We can't fight against this. We can't. We, what are we supposed to do and say? And so we end up ignoring it and moving right past it. You know what? Don't be like the press. Don't be like the press yeah. and say, oh, there they go again. Boys will be boys. They're just doing the same lying and then move on to the next thing. No, listen, people so looked important. me dead in the eye in the 80s and told me that AIDS, if I got it, was God's judgment on me. And mm. people would be like, how do you push back against that? You push back against it ferociously. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't just like you. You can't just like let them sit there and blithely lie about you and not... I don't know. Some people say that's, you know, you get into the trap then of having to answer. But it's just like. Yeah. Yep. It goes back to the uh, the quote from uh, Galaxy Quest that used to play at the top of the show. Never give up. Never surrender. surrender. 
right? Never back down from something like this. If you hear a Republican talking about how Democrats want to legalize infanticide, I mean, there are smart people out there who believe that to be true because what they're seeing is they're seeing a doctored version of the Northern quote and they're seeing Donald Trump's interpretation of it. Then they're seeing very serious people on Fox News or whatever. And I'm saying very serious people, ironically. And they go, well, it must be true. I mean, why would they lie about that? They're on TV. Don't let that happen. We've got to push back against these lies while at the same time making sure to have our own message leading the charge. You know what I mean? Uh, meantime, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, who's kind of in trouble with his Senate race this year. Good. His, Good. His, his race is one of the toss-ups. Wait, toss wait. Let me say it right. Good. <laughs> wait. Excellent. He's, he's one of the toss-ups for sure right now. There are five toss-up races on the Senate side. And uh, that's here you go. If you want to know where to really hustle, where to really activate at this point, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada. Memorize those states. If you live in one of those states, you don't need to memorize it. What you need to do is you need to start volunteering right fucking now. Register voters. Get them out and register Democratic voters. I don't give a shit about Republicans. They can register their own fucking voters. Register Democratic voters and make sure those voters have the information they need to get to a polling place or a ballot this year. And to vote not only in the primaries, but uh, which are underway, but also, of course, the general election in November. It's so vital, especially in these states, because if we can pull out all five of these victories in these uh, uh, battleground them. states. We need all five. Yeah, yeah. And Ron Johnson is one of those races. He's weak right now. So there's a chance to win there. Meantime, Susan Collins called the police over a chalk mm -hmm. message in front of her house asking her to support the Women's Health Protection Act. <laughs> Talk about drama. Talk about just an over-the-top reaction to something that's completely innocuous. Uh, Calling the police over a chalk drawing? Yeah. Good it wasn't God. a drawing of a gun. It wasn't a death right. threat. No. It yeah. was, please support the Women's Health Protection Act. Yeah. And yeah. In chalk. Which, right. I mean, you know, and they were like, the police department, like, turned a garden hose on it. Mm -hmm. And it was gone. Yeah. yeah. I just, these people are just like such fucking hothouse flowers. <laughs> they th they're like 13th century nobility. Yeah. You know, like everyone defers to them. Everybody in their district wants money from DC. So they, you know, completely grease their gun mm -hmm. and whenever they come in the room. And it's just, they're so fucking out of touch. Yeah, they are. And I really, I just, mm -hmm. I want someone to run to a mansion, a nice hot bath, and then hold them under to the bubble stop. Oh, God. And, Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, let's see what else here. We got some other stories uh, on deck here. Uh, I, mean, one... I want to go a little further with that and just say okay. people are going to die. Yes. As a result of Joe Manchin being a complete and total useless, unflushable turd of a man. Mm -hmm. Like, because the health care policies, the abortion policy. I mean, just people will fucking die yeah, because yeah. of his clueless, yacht-living, Maserati-driving, ugly-suit-wearing, shitty-hair-piece-having motherfucker. And I just... Yeah. I, uh, I know. Okay. And here's a point of uh, frustration. This is... I, I'm criticizing because I'm trying to help. And this uh, criticism goes to uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who was who was on uh, on camera yesterday doing this whole ditty 
about uh, if, if you know, vote for Republicans if you want this, vote for Democrats if you want this. Well, he was saying literally, he was saying vote for MAGA Republicans. And then he would ultra say, ma- didn't he say ultra MAGA? Ultra I think MAGA. Went, yeah, ultra because MAGA, yeah. the Democratic leadership right now is really into the word MAGA. You hear uh, uh, Joe Biden saying it. Chuck Schumer was saying it. MAGA is all over the place. They're describing oh, Republican- the 2018 gang. MAGA, yeah, MAGA. Well, Republican. no, you know what? Fear is a great motivator. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you don't what you don't want to do is to put together a little uh, sloganeering that includes the phrase vote for MAGA Republicans. Yeah, you're right. Don't, that's, no, you don't want to tell people. What if, what if they tune in and only hear that? And there was at one point, Chuck Schumer was saying, vote for MAGA Republicans, and then he forgot what he was going to say as the, the reason. <sighs> and and so it just ended there. It was like, vote for MAGA Republicans, dot, 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 Edit. dot, dot, right. dot, yeah. dot. Oh, oh, and that's why, oh, yeah, if you want uh, rape victims to have to carry the baby to, to you know, it was just like, Jesus Christ, don't Chuck say Schumer that. Never made anybody in the world's pulse pound ever in his <laughs> life. He is just not an, I mean, I oh God, He's he's I not really a wartime wish... consigliere as they say in the mafia. Yeah, yeah. I I wish we had like another Nancy Pelosi to like fill in his seat because yeah. I mean, she will caucus the shit out of your ass. You know, yeah. nobody in Nancy Pelosi's caucus steps out of line. She would no. have Joe Manchin like corralled and like, you know, fucking like jumping up and begging for milk bones and rolling over and doing tricks. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, I feel like, what's her name from Minnesota? Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Senator, oh, Amy Klobuchar, I think should be the majority leader. Oh, I interesting. I really do. Okay. Uh, I think she's an asshole. I've heard that she's mean as shit as a boss. Yeah. And will fucking strip you down, dress you down and humiliate you in front of everybody if you fuck up. Uh, but, you know, I feel like we need that in a majority leader right now. Nobody is scared of Chuck Schumer. Yeah, yeah. But Chuck Schumer, I just... Uh, we need just, an animal. Every time we need he a comes fighter. on... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just starts talking, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I know. Can we get a window table, Charlie? He's fine like, for parliamentarian you know, far things. Away from the, he's a head waiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, but he, he's fine in peacetime. He's fine when things are feeling relatively normal. But right now, what we need are we need fire breathing fighters, you know, pushing back against this goddamn avalanche of disinformation every day coming from the Republican side or the Russian side, I should say. Well, I've got some bad news and some great news to end the show with. So we're going to get to that in just one second. But if you're only listening to the free portion, this portion of the Bob Seska show on Apple Podcasts and so forth, you're only hearing the first hour of the show. There's an additional 20 minutes or so after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show. And it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news. And it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows and it's only going to cost you five bucks per month. Five simoleons and you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends and we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Bob Seska plays more music. Goosebumps all over. Uh, me too. This is Corey PZ. K O R I and then P Z. Letter P, letter Z. Song called And I Loved Her. Link in the description, of course. Support Corey PZ. Breaking my heart, Corey. I'm sorry she broke your heart, girl. <laughs> Brand new you just sing about single. it, okay? Yeah, yeah. We'll be here for you. Uh, we're going to definitely hear more from Corey PZ. On the show moving forward. This is uh, just wonderful. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music to submit, just like Corey PZ did. Thank you, Corey. Okay, getting back uh, into things awesome. here. I'm just, I'm bracing for impact. I, I used the word simoleons during the uh, the previous commercial break. And what does I just, even mean? I, I have no idea, but I know I'm going to get complaints about it. Someone's going to say, Bob, we don't say simoleons anymore. <laughs> okay, I have Somalian, no idea. Simoleon, uh, it's a, it's... According to the dictionary, yeah, online, uh-huh. it just means money. It's an informal thing, meaning money. <laughs> yes, but it's, oh. it will have been coined by someone who did something or said something awful. Why was money called simoleons? <laughs> Etymology: most likely in the late nineteenth century. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Port Manitou of Simon dollar from Simon sixpence coin. 17th century okay. British slang, perhaps related to Simone and Napoleon, French gold coin worth 20 francs. I, yeah. I, it's right. kind of a co- combination of two people. All right. All right. Good. I was worried I've that maybe it was. I've anti- never heard this word in my whole life. Yeah. You've never wor- heard Simoleon? Oh, yeah. No. What? I was like, is this like a s'more with caramel instead of marshmallow? <laughs> I What's don't know. Like. <laughs> I have no idea. The, a dollar used to be called a Simon. Okay. Oh, and okay. then and then Napoleon was the French gold coin, so yeah, it yeah. was kind of a comp. It came maybe from New Orleans originally because mm-hmm. they spoke a lot of pigeon French there, and they still do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wow. Okay. Well, speaking of assholes and stupid words, uh, 
Yeah, Senator uh, John Kerry. <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, the uh, pretend hillbilly <laughs> John oh, Kennedy uh, was using that dog whistle again. Not just woke. He wasn't just saying woke, which we know to be a dog whistle for the N-word when it's used negatively by the Republicans like this. But Kennedy has gone one step further using the word wokers. We've previously played a clip of him saying that. Yeah. He's used wokers in the past several times in, in one particular quote. Well, yesterday, once again, he said he said the word again. He said wokers. Here's uh, John Kennedy from yesterday. I tell him, Mr. President, you're a nice man. I would say, Mr. President, I know you want <laughs> what's best for America. But, Mr. President, and I say this gently... You've got to stop being a chump. There's no future in it. There's no future in it for you or for the American people. You've got to go back to the White House, and you've got to fire all these wokers. Wokers. That, uh, that, wokers? that, that, that yeah. don't really care about America. They don't care about America, all those wokers. I'm a woker. I'm a joker. I'm an outdoor smoker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to me, if you're looking at woke like it is, like it's a, a dog whistle for the N-word, adding the E-R suffix at the end makes it even closer to being the word uh -huh. that they want to say. Yep. Right? So, so fucking jackass. just want to make sure we're aware of this shit. Uh, meantime, who the fuck is paying off public officials to help Donald Trump? No shit. Another story again where this judge has now lifted the contempt order against Trump, the $10,000 a day contempt order. Why the fuck is anyone going easy on this fucking monster? I mean, already he's got to pay $110,000, right? Mm. And the judge is enforcing that fine. Trump has to Which pay. Which is nothing. It's nothing to him, especially with Save America PAC. And if he uh, doesn't comply with the court order, doesn't uh, submit the documents that Letitia James wants, then they're going to reinstitute the $10,000 a day fine uh, after, I think, May 20. But to stop, why, would, why yeah. on earth would you stop why? fining Trump? Who is getting you know to you? You'll people? never get it. Yeah. It's no, just... you keep finding him. Fuck him. You know, did, put I a know. lean on his shit. Take Mar-a-Lago away. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I feel like goombas in pinstripe suits are going around to like Alvin Bragg and this yeah. judge. Justice uh, Engeron is his name. Arthur F. Engeron is the New York State judge who lifted this fine. Like what? I, I just don't get after everything that he has very clearly done. The horrible like track record going back 50 fucking years of Donald Trump operating in Manhattan. And we're like, ah, maybe we should just lighten up on Donald Trump. Maybe he's just, maybe he doesn't deserve this kind We've of treatment. We've been too treatment. hard on him. It's fucking horse shit. Just infuriates me. This is how yeah. he's able to continue to walk between the raindrops. How he's able to uh, circumvent, find his way around the law. Time and time again. This is why you need like 17, 18 different investigations happening simultaneously, knowing that most of them are going to end up being picked off and you're going to end up with one or two at best. Like uh, in the old days when there was really high infant mortality and people would have like 20 children because right. they were pretty certain that uh, at least half of them were going to die in infancy. <laughs> or in Texas today. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. By the way, we are number 33 in infant mortality in this oh, country. And that's Texas is double the national rate since yeah, they yeah. instituted all these draconian uh, 
anti-abortion measures so yep. women can't access health care. Mm-hmm. So now it's like more dangerous to be a pregnant woman in Texas yep. than it is to be in like the Demo- Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh, well, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. they don't care about, they don't care about the health of the fetus, the health of the person carrying the fetus. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the fetus once it becomes a born human being because then they would offer housing, food stamps, yeah. uh, uh, all sorts of things would be available to people who have children or are going to have children or are in the process of making a child. Yep. They would help them out. And they don't – listen to Marsha. Prenatal care. Yeah, they don't care about any of that shit. If they cared, then they would cover these things, a child tax credit. I mean there are so many things that if they actually fucking gave a rat's ass about living, breathing human beings, mm-hmm. they would help people to have children and help people from having children – by allowing birth control to be vastly available and teaching children about not having premarital sex without using condoms, et cetera. But those are going to be outlawed. <laughs> Thank you, Marsha fucking Blackwell. I'm just so That's angry. socialism. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Six. I don't know. What, what are they going to do for the HIV patients if they're going to suddenly have thousands of no them? Shit. No shit. More condoms. Yep. I just – I hate these people. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah. They just – they're completely operating from a perspective of ideological blindness – Ignorant of the facts on the ground and willfully so. There are going to be like so I many. Said that William be, F. Buckley thing. Oh yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. No, I was just going to say there. There are going to be many Donald Trump voters who are going to uh, suddenly find out that they made a grave error. I mean, because Trump voters have miscarriages, Trump yeah, voters have unwanted pregnancies, Trump voters have ectopic pregnancies. Trump well, voters and after have after a miscarriage. But and Bob, after- they were fucking still doing it when they jammed the tubes down their throat with COVID. Oh know? yeah, I, well, I know. Like- but the, I mean, the fact of the matter is that uh, <laughs> that they're boxing themselves in. Not well, yeah, realizing and, the consequences of their actions on this. And a lot of doctors, unfortunately, aren't even learning anymore in medical school how to perform a proper DNC, which you need most what? of the time after a fucking miscarriage. <sighs> right. You need a DNC a lot of times yeah. the entire tissue doesn't get expelled and then you have dying necrotic tissue in your mm-hmm. body so after a miscarriage and they're not teaching it anymore why would they stop a lot teaching? of a lot of people are not being taught how to do a proper dnc it depends on the school you go to yeah. if it's a catholic uh, i mean trust me there are catholic school notre dame i doubt they teach it to their medical students yeah, yeah. um and and there's a lot of there uh, weirdly there are a lot of obstetricians that don't want to learn how to do gynecologists and obstetricians that don't want to learn how to do that i'm like excuse me then why are you in that fucking field Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dr. a DNC uh, is life saving for a lot of women. I'm I'm just so tired of this shit. Yeah, Doctor Torres was talking about all of these uh, circumstances on the show yesterday. Yeah. So seriously, check that out. Uh, good news on the don't say gay front. Remember, Ron DeSantis was ordering this Florida school to cover up photos in its yearbook of people holding rainbow flags. In opposition to the "Don't Say Gay" yeah, bill, that, and that 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 school is like going to clean that up in their yearbook or some shit. Yeah, they were supposed to cover up the rainbow flags. They were supposed to somehow censor Please. them, censorship, Pixel cancel culture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Ron DeSantis, the, you know, the free speech people, the free speech absolutists, were going to censor this fucking yearbook because heaven forbid anyone express opposition to the dear leader, Ron DeSantis. Right. Well, this Florida school board has the first of Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what David just said. Um, The Florida school board has now defied Governor DeSantis and has voted unanimously to scrap a plan to cover up the photos of one uh, high school's Don't Say Gay walkout protests in its yearbook because, quote, these are our children. We need to do what's best for them. So making the right move. Yeah, 
Yeah. Good news. That's all any of us need to say. Exactly. That's what it's driving me insane. People just say, these are our kids, butt the fuck out. You have no yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, why is that music so fucking loud? That's weird. Okay, I just take it. Who is it? You have no power here. Who said that? Where's that from? You have no power here. Oh, shit. Shit, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of what it's on. You have no power here. Oh, God damn it. Is it Gandalf? Maybe. Oh, yeah, I think it's Lord of the Rings. Yes, yes, Lord of the Rings. Yes, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so coming up on the <laughs> Shadow Dogget, we're going to uh, 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 concern troll Ron DeSantis again. We're going to concern troll Vladimir Putin. That sounds like uh, something fun. That's fun. Uh, plus, he doesn't look very well. And you no. guys know that the January 6th committee has finally subpoenaed six House Republicans or five Republicans, right? Oh, indeed. No, I didn't. Oh, when did that happen? Did that happen today? Did it happen within the last hour and a half, maybe? Um, Okay. uh, They issued subpoenas to the following. Kevin McCarthy, Scott Perry, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, and Mo Brooks. Oh, how about that? Good luck with those Good. I'm glad they're getting subpoenas because that's important for the record. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, uh, let's see what else. Maybe a couple of things about Elon Musk. (laughs) Let me light a scented candle. Do we have to? I hate that smell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I can't stand Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah, it's my least favorite masculine odor. By Jovan. No, thank you, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Prince Machiavelli. Right. (laughs) Okay, so uh, all that more coming up on the Shadow Docket. If you're not subscribed on our Patreon page for five bucks a month, You're missing out. Last third of the show is happening right now in just a few seconds. And it's going to be posted on our Patreon page, as usual, bobseskashow.com. On Tuesday, we did an entire shadow docket about Better Call Saul, which is a lot of fun. So sometimes we do stuff like that. Sometimes we continue talking about the news and whatever whatever the hell else happens to us in that period of time. So five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. And uh, we'll see you over there. Don't miss out. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, have a great weekend. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know who's on uh, Kimberly's show today? Rachel Bittacoffer. Give uh, Kimberly a plug. Oh, cool. Take care, folks. See you on the Shadow Docket. Bye-bye.